Hi, I'm Shashank Bhargav and you're listening to Three Things, the Indian Express news show. In this episode, we talk about the National Investigation Agency summoning farmers, shopkeepers, activists and journalists in an alleged case of terror funding. We also take a quick look at a Telangana healthcare worker dying a day after taking a COVID-19 vaccine shot. But first, we talk about the farmer protests. It has now been close to two months since farmers have been protesting at the Delhi borders against the new farm laws. There have been multiple rounds of talks between the centre and the farm unions, including the 10th round which took place yesterday, but no breakthrough has been possible so far. Last week, in an attempt to end this deadlock between the two sides, the Supreme Court had suspended the implementation of the new farm laws and had set up a committee to hear both parties. In this segment, we speak to Rakhi Jagga, who covers Malwa Punjab for the Indian Express, about the ongoing farmer protests. And she starts by talking about the Supreme Court appointed committee. Yeah, this committee, initially when it was formed, it had four members. These were Ashok Gulati, agricultural economist, Dr. Pramod Kumar Joshi again, an agricultural economist. And another was uh, Bhupinder Singh Man from Punjab. And the fourth one was Anil Ghanwat. He's a Shetkari Sangathan Mahasabha's president. He's from Maharashtra. But Bhupinder Man, he recused himself from this committee just two days after it was announced. She says that although Man didn't talk to the media after it, he had given a statement saying that he doesn't want to compromise farmers' interests. And actually speaking, his fa- the Punjab faction of uh, Bharati Kisan Union, they had expelled him out of the union. President of BK Uman, he's a national president, Bhupinder Singh. And the Punjab unit president is Baldev Singh Miyapur. They had organized a meeting and they announced that they are expelling Bhupinder Singh from their organization. They have no connection with Bhupinder Singh. And maybe under this pressure, he recused himself. And they said that once Baldev Singh, I spoke to him and Baldev Singh said that when we called him up, that why are you accepting to be part of the committee. Bhupinder was very happy to be part of the committee. He said, it's a proud moment for me and uh, I will take up your issues uh, in this committee and I will do something good for Punjab farmers. Then these people said that uh, we don't want any committee. It's a kind of a cheating with Punjab farmers. And then after two days, they expelled him. I I told them that now he has recused himself. They said that doesn't matter. Initially, his response was uh, not in favor of farmers. And earlier also, he was having these pro-farm laws views. And hence, uh, we were ignoring him earlier. But now we are going to expel him from our union. And it's not only Man. The thing about the Supreme Court appointed committee is that all its members have publicly been in favour of the farm laws and none of them has supported the demands of repealing them. They are also unanimous in their view that the farm laws will benefit the farmers immensely. This is something that the farmers are pointing out as well. They said we don't recognise this this committee at all because... uh, they have already spoken in media about the farm laws. They have already published their articles in favor of the farm laws, like Dr. Pramod Kumar Joshi's write-up appeared in Financial Express as well, where he mentioned that any dilution 
in the farm laws will constrain Indian agriculture in in harnessing the emerging global opportunities. So they said that uh, we have read their opinion already in the in the media. So there's no point to recognize this committee. Now this committee is already a three-membered committee. Even in then now they are saying that this this is a defunct committee from where one member has already left out. So they said we are not going to recognize them at all. On Tuesday, this committee held its first internal meeting in which they said that they would try to convince the protesting farmers while seeking views of other farm organizations and the government. They also said that they would keep aside their personal ideology on the farm laws while preparing the report which is to be submitted to the Supreme Court. The farmer unions though refused to meet or engage with this committee. Meanwhile, the farmers have also planned a tractor rally inside Delhi on the Republic Day. Rakhi explains their plans. The farmers are sitting at three, four locations. They are sitting at Tikri border and they are sitting at Singhu border. They are sitting at Shah Jahanpur and they are sitting at Ghazipur. They are sitting at Palwal. They said that they have planned to go to the outer ring road area for the tractor parade. And the ones who are sitting at uh, Tikri, they will be going from Tikri side and will be coming back to Tikri, likewise from Singhu and other locations. And they are not going to use the tractors which are already parked there uh, on these locations. Maybe 10 or 20% of those tractors will be used. And uh, thousands of tractors are expected to move from Punjab from 23 onwards. And they are already doing rehearsals in the villages. Today there is a Gurpurav uh, and then the rehearsal will be done tomorrow and day after. And they will be moving to Delhi. From Haryana, the movement has already started. And they are. They told me that they are even making the tabulus uh, to highlight the condition of farmers. They said it will be on lines of the Republic Day Parade. And there will be four-layered parade. In the first row, there will be all of the farmer union leaders, the 40 or 42 union leaders. And in the second layer, there will be women volunteers, women leaders. And in the third layer, there will, there will be the youngsters who will be on the on the tractors i mean everybody will be on the tractors and in the fourth layer there will be the volunteers this is their plan in one two three four layered tractor parade plan the idea being of a parade which would run parallel to the republic day parade at the rajpath the delhi police has told the farmers to do this parade in the outskirts but they want the parade to happen closer to the capital at the outer ring road one of the busiest roads of delhi but they have not yet got the permission for it. The other thing that Raki points out is that even though a committee, the Supreme Court appointed one, has been set up to reach a common ground, farmers, she says, do not like the idea of committees. They feel committees are only set up to delay things. They often uh, quote the former uh, chief minister of Punjab, Pratap Singh Karo. They said that Pratap Singh Karo himself, despite being a chief minister, he himself never used to believe in committees and he used to say that committee means committee. I mean that work will never happen if a committee will be formed. So this is their reason that in the past also whenever the committees have formed they have hardly yielded any result. As mentioned before it has been nearly two months since farmers have been protesting at the Delhi borders but the agitations against these laws had started way before that. 
when these laws were just bills. We asked Rakhi how these protests have changed since that time. I mean, when the ordinances were tabled in the union cabinet, these protests were just in the beginning stage and, and a number of times they were also ready for the amendments. Often they used to say, government should make some committee and they, that committee should decide what is to be done further or the government should make few of the amendments. And the government had given memorandums also to the Prime Minister of India a couple of times before these ordinances were made, the laws actually. But uh, over the time when they were not heard and their uh, protest continued to be intensified and then their demands also continue to increase. I mean, then earlier they were even saying that amendments can go, they can agree to a committee as well and some feedback from people can be taken. These were the options which they used to say earlier when these... Uh, ordinances were not passed in the parliament. And then when the government continued to ignore them over the time, they have become now rigid. They are saying now repeal is the only answer to them. And now they are not, not at all ready to listen to any other option. So I feel that because of this delay, the demand of repeal is getting stronger and stronger. The other thing that has recently become a part of a lot of conversations around the protests is the role of women in them. This comes after the Chief Justice of India, S.A. Bobde, in one hearing on the matter, asked, why are women and elders kept in the protest? In this hearing, he had also asked that women and elderly protesters should be persuaded to go back from the protest sites. But Rakhi says that women have a very important role to play in these protests and are an integral part of it. I mean, I am amazed to see their participation that every woman, uh, be it a college going or a school going, or the girls and their mothers, grandmothers, everybody is part of this protest. And recently when Supreme Court mentioned that why women are sitting there, they should go home. Then just to give a, a reply to that, they had a Women Farmers Day. They on the call of Sanyuk Kisan Morcha, there was some one Women Farmers Day organized on January 18, in which on that day, the entire protests, uh, there are more than 100 protests going on in Punjab. At more than 100 places, protests are going in Punjab. And even at Tikri border, Singhu border, Ghazipur, Shah Jampur, everywhere, women, they were the in charge of those protests, the stage. Everything was managed by them. And there were two huge rallies conducted in Punjab, apart from these things, one in Dhanola. This is the native place of BJP leader Harjit Garewal, who, I mean, was part of these meetings organized at Delhi. Um, the, he was he coordinated with the Punjab farmer leaders and the, and the union government. And another was organized at Katheda village, that is in uh, Fazilka district, that is again of Surjit Kumar Jiani, a BJP leader. He's the chairperson of BJP panel, uh, of eight persons of BJP panel who are coordinating with farmers of Punjab. All these rallies were organized by women, she says, just to give an answer to the Supreme Court and say that it's not just men who do farming. So women, I mean, uh, they are too charged up and now they are ready to go to Delhi as well for the tractor march. Uh, not only that uh, everybody will be riding uh, the, tr the tractors, a number of them will be the volunteers. They will be managing uh, the discipline. They will be in the discipline committee, in the traffic management committee. 
women men everybody is is part of this protest and women they are playing a very important role uh, in this entire entire protest dear listeners sorry for this interruption but before we move on to the rest of the show i just wanted your quick attention one of the big reasons people say they like this show is because it helps them understand the news better it provides them with the context they need to see the bigger picture and there is perhaps no other place that does that better than indian express's explained section we on three things refer to the section regularly and it helps us make this show if you're a regular reader of indian express you know how useful the explained section can be especially when you're looking for in-depth analysis by the right experts you can log on to indianexpress.com/explained and access the coverage 24/7 explained by indian express where news that matters is explained by experts who know the subject now back to the show and next we talk about the national investigation agency or nia which is india's premier counter terror agency currently the nia has been investigating alleged terror funding by an organization called seeks for justice To know more about this case, the people NIA has summoned, and how this is connected to the farmer protests, our producer Joshua Thomas speaks to Deepthi Mantewari, who reports on corruption and government agencies for the newspaper. Here's Joshua. Recently, the National Investigation Agency or NIA has summoned a wide range of people, including farmers, shopkeepers, activists, and journalists. from punjab and haryana all these people are in some way linked to the farmers protests but the nia has summoned them on allegations of terror funding deeptiman begins by talking about the case the nia has filed and the basis for these allegations on december 15 uh, the national investigation agency uh, based on a reference sent by ministry of home affairs registered an fir against a pro khalistani organization which has already been banned by the indian government named six for justice uh, this organization largely operates out of uh, us and uk where its top leaders are currently sitting and uh, the indian government has repeatedly accused that six for justice has been running a secessionist movement for khalistan in and outside india they continuously hold protests outside india in front of indian missions in canada us uk germany they also run online campaigns one of their online campaigns is called referendum 2020 which is for basically the separate nation of khalistan they run a lot of online propaganda uh, indian government has alleged that they have also been sending funds surreptitiously through ngos to basically incite six youth in punjab to join terror groups and for secessionist and subversive activities in the december 15 fir they have alleged that sfj has been sending funds for on ground agitations against the government of india it does not name farmers protests but says on ground agitations at various places against the government of india so it is based on this fir that the national investigation agency has begun to call a lot of people from punjab 
for questioning, some of whom are farmers. Most of them are in some way associated with the ongoing farmers' protests in Delhi. Okay, so could you possibly name some of the few people that have been called in for for summons and like what exactly is their connection to the uh, farmers' protests? Sure. For example, the people who have been called, they are anywhere between, you know, 30 to 40 people who have been called for questioning by NIA. It includes all kinds of people. There are farmers, yes, but there are writers, there are journalists, there are bus operators, there are shopkeepers. Quite a few of them are activists or religious proselytizers. For example, uh, there is one Jasbir Singh Road, who is a former Akal Takht Jathedar, but more importantly, he is nephew of Jarnail Singh Bhindranwale. He is associated with what he calls uh, International Panthak Dal. Panthak is basically a sectarian formation. And also part of the Kisan Bachao Morcha, which has been associated with farmers' protests here in Delhi. Then there is another person named Gurcharan Singh. Now, Gurcharan Singh, interestingly, is associated with Sikh militant Jaktar Singh Havara. He claims that he has also given money to families who lost their loved ones due to the farm agitation. But there are several others who have no connection with, even remote connection or association with any idea of the Khalistan movement. In fact, even being nephew of Bhindran Malay does not make you Khalistani because Bhindran Malay is dead. His family is in no way associated with the movement anymore. Now, to give you some historical context, Diptiman is referring to Jarnal Singh Bhindranwale, who was a Sikh leader, part of the Khalistan movement in the 1980s. Now, if you've ever heard of Operation Blue Star, one of the most tumultuous events in Indian history, which eventually led to Indira Gandhi's assassination and which in turn led to the 1984 anti-Sikh riots, Jarnal Singh Bhindranwale was the main target of Operation Blue Star. Uh, basically, the Khalistan movement started in the 80s in Punjab and it led to militancy and to quell it, the government had to undertake Operation Blue Star. And at that time, this secessionist movement was led by Jarnal Singh Bhindranwale. During Operation Blue Star, Indian armed forces had to enter the Golden Temple and the Golden Temple was massively damaged. And though Bhindranwale was killed, it uh, caused a lot of resentment among the Sikh community because their holy shrine had been stormed by armed forces and had been damaged by guns and tanks. A lot of people at that time had crossed the border and gone to Pakistan. Pakistan since then kept on stoking the Khalistan fire. And many of these people have gone and settled abroad in countries like UK, US, Germany and Canada, of course, which has a sizable Sikh population. So the organizations like Khalistan, Zindabad Force or Sikhs for Justice, all of these organizations now over the years have been operating from abroad. Government suspects that they are supported by Pakistan and certain elements in the Sikh community there. 
and uh, from there they have been trying to incite Sikh youth to take up arms against the government or to restart Khalistan movement within India. Although this effort has had very lukewarm response, nevertheless, the government has been trying its best to deal with these attempts, both within India and abroad. So the National Investigation Agency, the NIA, has issued summons to people who've received foreign funds and who've been taking part in the farmers' protests. And as Diptiman mentioned before, a lot of these people have no association with the Khalistan movement. So there are people like one Balvinder Pal Singh, who is basically a writer from Jalandhar, and he writes on Sikh and Dalit issues. So he says that he is being summoned by NIA largely because he has been writing on the farm agitations and against the government policies regarding farmers, laborers, Sikhs and Dalits. So he also claims to have been targeted for his views. Then there are journalists associated with a TV channel called KTV, where uh, one Jasveer Singh of Muktasar and Tejinder Singh of Amritsar have been called for questioning. They too claim that, look, we are being called for questioning because we have been reporting on farmers' protests and we've been critical of the government. Then there is one freelance journalist from Ambala, a 30-year-old freelance journalist named Vinar Singh. Now, he has already been questioned by NIA, and he was questioned because he received rupees 6 lakh from a TV channel in UK. It's called Six Channel, largely broadcasting programs associated with the Sikh community. And he was given these rupees 6 lakh to cover farmers' protests in Delhi. So the NIA claims that we want to see if all of this money was spent on reporting or was any money diverted. So these are the kind of people who have been called for questioning. There is also this person named Palvinder Singh. He is a member of Sikh Youth Power of Punjab. He is also a proselytizer. Now, he has been associated with the farmers' protests since the beginning. So a lot of people who have been questioned are in some or the other way associated with farmers' protests. Now, you mentioned this thing about um, it's regarding funds coming through NGOs. So how are they linking the funds uh, to sort of the Sikhs for Justice and these farmers' protests exactly? Look, right now, if we look at it, the investigation is at a very preliminary stage. So even the agency has been saying that, look, whoever is being called is not an accused or not a suspect. Because these people have received funds from abroad, so they are being questioned. Basically, the government's claim is that all these people who are being called for questioning have recently received funds from abroad, and the source of these funds or the end use of these funds are being investigated. Now, the basis of the FIR that NIA has registered is basically that SFJ had been engaging into secessionist activities and had been sending funds from abroad and were holding agitations in front of Indian missions abroad. Since those countries were not taking any action against SFJ, so NIA, which has foreign jurisdiction, 
was given this case by Ministry of Home Affairs to investigate. The agency claims that if people are receiving foreign funds which are not explained, they have to be called for questioning and they must explain the source of funds and the end use. It does not make them accused, but the government has every right to investigate the source of funds. So I don't think that there are cogent prosecutable evidence at a preliminary stage to say that all these funds which have come are directly linked to SFJ or these people have used these funds for secessionist activities. So because NIA will have about six months to at least or more than that to file a charge sheet. So it has time to go into this case and investigate it properly. Terror funding cases can, investigations can actually run for uh, quite a long time. And in the end, we talk about a 42-year-old healthcare worker from Telangana who died yesterday, a day after he was inoculated with the COVID-19 vaccine. However, the state government said that it was not linked to the vaccine shot, even as the post-mortem of the deceased is yet to be conducted. The man, a day after getting the vaccine, had developed chest pain and was brought dead to a district hospital. This is the third incident of a healthcare worker dying after getting a COVID-19 vaccine shot. In both cases, the Union Health Ministry has denied that the deaths could be attributed to the severe adverse events following immunization. The nationwide vaccine drive, which was kick-started on January 16 by Prime Minister Narendra Modi, aims to inoculate over 3 crore healthcare and frontline workers before it is made available for the general public. You were listening to Three Things by The Indian Express. Today's show was written and produced by me, Shashank Bhargav, and as always was edited and mixed by our producer, Joshua Thomas. If you like this show, then you can subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. You can also recommend the show to someone you think will like it, share it with a friend or someone in your family. It's the best way for people to get to know about us. You can also tweet us at Express Audio and write to us at podcast at indianexpress.com. 